Thank you. Welcome to Schmears the Deal. I'm Nick Feynman here with an orange-shirted Jake Seawalk once again. How you doing, Jake? I'm good. I'm wearing good. the sa- I'm wearing I, th- I believe the exact same sleeping outfit I was wearing last week. And what uh minus the knitted sleeping cap. And what um coffee are you drinking? Well, wait, wait, I was not wearing the sleeping cap last week. Well, I mean, I'm the one Or lo- ever. I don't I'm the one looking at cap. you just cuz you just you don't have to deny it just uh, because you're embarrassed. What what coffee I'm, are you I'm, drinking? I'm drinking my Kosar's uh co- coffee beans. Um, the ones, the ones we got a couple of days ago. The ones we got a couple of days ago. We were recording. Uh, yeah, ch- check out that full episode. It's also on our SoundCloud. Uh, what do you think of the beans? I mean, we had the it, coffee there. It's quite it, good it's, there. It's good coffee. It's like kind of upscale diner coffee. Nice. Uh, that's a perfect which, thing which to be I drinking. Like. Yeah. For season six, episode seven of Game of Thrones, The Broken Man. Want to start the review? I've always said that the best coffee to drink for Game of Thrones is diner coffee. It's diner coffee. Good diner coffee. Uh, yeah, uh, so this is our Game of Thrones review. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Hold on. The Game of Thrones recap with Jake and Nick. All right, season six, episode seven, The Broken Man. A lot of stuff's happened right off the top. Sandor Clegane, the hound, he's back. Boom. Ooh. And he's just as ugly slash looks pretty much exactly the same. I think he looks better. Really? He looks like he's been saved? He leaned in to the whole screwed up face look. Yeah, he did. He did. He just is sort of buying it now. Um, all right. So basically we get that reveal. This is one of the first times I can remember that we have a scene before the opening credits. That's yeah, not it, was a, ju- we had a, it was a cold open. And you know what it really reminded me of? And actually someone that's had a pretty significant influence on Game of Thrones um, came from this show is it really reminded me of Lost. Interesting. Um, it really gave me a lost vibe. There's a uh, a guy named Jack Bender that has directed um, a bunch of episodes of Game of Thrones that uh, also directed a lot of Lost. Nice. Okay, so it starts with that. We go to uh, we roll roll the intro. Um, then we sort of head to the north where Jon Snow, Sansa, and Davos are going door to door lobbying their services to try to get an army. The old um, door-to-door campaign. The old door-to-door campaign. Regular old Bernie Sanders out here. The uh, <laughs> the question is sort of, and we'll talk about this a little more, where is Melisandre? Where has she gone? She sort of just disappeared after resurrecting Jon Snow. Pretty interesting. Uh, they have some pushback. House Mormont is run by an angsty teenage girl. She says no, then Davos convinces her to let their... Yo, like she was, she 70, was pretty badass. 70 people. She, uh, she was awesome. Great act. Great acting job by her. Um, shout out to Bella Ramsey. Is that who it was? All right, shout out to Bella yeah. Ramsey. Besides that, though, they can't really convince many people. There have been lots of problems. The Boltons have caused issues, and they really have control over the whole area. Basically, a lot of people brought, bought into the King of the North, the whole King of the North thing, and then when it failed, they all kind of got screwed. Uh, Sansa gets frustrated and ends up sending a raven. Um, to who is the question? A Redditor put together a screenshot a little bit and it sort of looks like that letter's headed to Littlefinger asking for Knights of the Vale. I have a uh, a separate theory on that. Okay, well we'll talk about that more. In King's Landing, the High Sparrow uh, in a very important scene that some people might have overlooked, talks to Marjorie about the need to sleep with Tommen. He really wants her to get pregnant. Why? He wants her to have an heir and that is most likely to root his the power of the faith into 
the crown uh, a I little bit I also think it's so that he can... Kill Tommen. Yeah. Kill Tommen. Uh, it's possible. Marjorie meets Marjorie, who is still uh, being the super good, the, the super good Christian, meets with her mom, Elena Tyrell. Elena tries to get her to leave. Olena tries to get her to leave and tries to get her to snap out of it. And she gives her a hug and slips her a note, which is the sigil of the house. Tyrell say basically insinuating that she's loyal. Um, that's that's Marjorie that slips that note. Sorry, Marjorie, who was it? to Elena. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so basically, is this all an act? Again, we'll break that down in a second. Um, Elena packs to leave. Cersei tries to get her to stay and fight the crown. And she basically says, Cersei, this is all your fault. Good luck with it. We go to Volantis where Theon and Yara are in a Volantis brothel. As we've sort of learned throughout the show, it's generally not a good place to be in public in a brothel in a big city. Uh, bad things tend to happen, but at this you point... You basically learned it's bad to be in public. Yeah, you should just go... <laughs> if, if you're in Game of Thrones, just go hide somewhere. Just go hide. Just go hide just somewhere. Just go in a yeah. hole somewhere, forever. Yeah, and even then you might be screwed. Yara, uh, Yari bullies him and tells him uh, that he needs to become himself again or basically kill himself. Which I is, was so sure that she was going to get killed in that scene. Me too. Me too. Anyway, and then she goes and bangs a chick um, to prove her manliness. And uh, Theon looks kind of weak, but will he come back? We'll see. The thing about brothels, again, is their problem, especially there, though, they're problematic with spies, with Littlefinger. And, like, think about when Tyrion was kidnapped, basically, when he went to a brothel. Uh, I think it might have been in Volantis, so I wouldn't be surprised. It, it if was. I think it might have been the same place. It wouldn't. I would not be surprised if something bad happens. Um, speaking of something bad happening in public, Arya uh, successfully <laughs> secures travel back to Rest- Westeros by bribing two sailors. Again, she's out in the open. She sort of is wandering on a bridge, gets stabbed by the waif who's dressed as an old lady. And actually, interestingly, um, I saw a, pic- a screenshot online. Uh, I think when she first gets to the House of Black and White, Arya sees that exact face that the waif is wearing when she stabs her, which is pretty cool. She falls off the bridge and swims away in the river. She's pretty stabbed, hurt. Pretty hurt. Um, but was that a little too easy for the waif? We'll talk about that more. And uh, then we go to River Run, where Jamie, who's been demoted from the King's Guard and is now in charge of the Lannister army and Bronn arrive at the siege uh, at River Run, where the Frey sons, who are idiots, are threatening Edmure Tully. Um, everyone hates Edmure Tully, so he's like the worst hostage to have. Uh, they're trying to get his father, the Blackfish, to surrender. He basically says, "Kill the guy." I don't care. He just he says that very he's, explicitly. So uh, <laughs> Jamie k- takes charge and pulls him back, tells him to get cleaned up, which is sort of interesting if you remember Jamie as a prisoner. That is uh, sort of a telling sign. He likes. To, he probably wants to treat that prisoner well because of how he was treated when he was treated like shit for a long time. Jamie then goes to negotiate with the Blackfish, basically threatens him and says he's going to kill all of them if they don't agree. The Blackfish tells him to go F himself and that they have two years to survive the siege uh, and sort of bring it on. And then we get back to the Hound. Um, the Hound, who we find out has been saved um, by the Septon named Ray. He was nursed back to health. And the Septon is trying to get him to sort of become a new person, to care again. And he doesn't seem to care about anything. He says the only thing that brought him to the point where he was was hate in the first place, which is interesting. Um, and uh, these peaceful people who have brought him in uh, have this interaction with the Brotherhood Without Borders, which is sort of ominous. The Hound without, goes, without, without banners. Without banners, sorry. I just can't. It's not Doctors Without Borders. <laughs> Brotherhood Without Banners. Funny mix-up there, though. Um, <laughs> the Hound goes back and chops some wood. They come back and... 
Well, it's insinuated they come back. They are the ones that come back. But he right. comes back over the ledge, and, and they're, they're all of them dead. are dead. The Septon named Ray is hung, and in classic Game of Thrones fashion, they hang on his dead face way too long. Like and, a solid 20 seconds. And that ends uh, a really solid episode, honestly, and an important yeah, one. it was a great episode. Jake, what did you think? I I thought that every scene with Ian McShane was... He was great. Ama- amazing. Um, Do you want to explain I, who he is a little bit for those? He's just like a pretty famous actor. Well, he, most recently he's Emmy-nominated actor for The Walking Dead. Right. Um, for Walking Dead? Or Deadwood. Deadwood. Sorry, Deadwood. Yeah, Deadwood. You're mixing up your mixing your up my shit words today, today, man. You're like very close, though. I'm close. <laughs> I'm in the ball. I'm ballparking it. Um, he he's an Emmy nominated uh, actor, and he's just an overall like pretty famously talented uh, dude, and it showed pretty evidently in this episode. He was great. Um, he was great. Although I will say the one problem is. He <laughs> I, for the first like twenty minutes, I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Because he looks so much like other characters. He was like he a does. hybrid of like three to four other people who have either yes, died for or, sure. or just had cameos. So I was really confused for like twenty minutes. Until I realized, oh, this is a whole different person. Now I have some Sansa theories and I have some Arya theories. Okay, shoot. Go. Let's my start with Sa- let's start with Sansa. My Sansa theory is that she's actually making a dope play right now. And she's actually writing the letter to uh, little Robert Aaron, not writing to oh, little Oh, interesting. And she's, she's, she's writing to the little kid and asking for his support. And Why do you think that? Because she wants to, I think she wants to, she still wants the, the army, the Knights of the Vale, but I don't think she wants to be indebted to Littlefinger. And I don't think she wants to, even though she is going behind John's back, wants to give the appearance that she's not. And wants to be able to say to John, I wrote to Robert Aaron, and the Knights of Vale are supporting us. And that way she can appeal to someone that like clearly has been pretty affectionate for her in the past and has shown kind of a weak spot for her in the past. Who, Littlefinger or John, or the Aaron, uh, little Aaron boy? Robert Aaron. Robert Aaron. Um, and I think that there's a decent chance that she can win over the Knights of Vale without have, needing Littlefinger's support because I think that Littlefinger screwed her over pretty badly and... He did, she, but I, I think that, I think that letter happy. is to him. I think he's the predominant one in charge, and uh, he controls a lot of things, and I think she's asking him to repay his debts here. What about Arya? Was what happened a little too obvious? I mean, you were like standing there, so, like, what the hell are you doing? So there are two two theories I have. One is that it was not, in fact, Arya. Right. And the other is well. That let's explore that a little bit. So, who would it have been? Because she's only, not dead. So, how can they remove her face? It only could have been well earlier in this. I guess either this season or at the end of last season. I can't remember. We saw Jack and Hagar wear her face. Oh right, that's true. So it's definitely possible. Um, and. So, so that's 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 definitely true. So I think it could be Jack and Hagar that okay. uh, was maybe securing her passage. I kind of explained last week how I think that, and and I think that you had said this also that we think that this was kind of a test for the waif more than it was a test for Arya. Right. And I think that this was Jack and Hagar seeing if the waif would in fact give her a quick death, 
and she did not. She True. gave her a, a gut stab. So my my guess is that we like we see Arya watching other Arya in a really trippy shot. So my next week. favorite theory that I have seen for this show is that uh, it's about Jack and Hagar, and it's that Jack and Hagar and Sirio, who taught the lead sort of Bravos, who taught Arya to fence in the first season are the same person and i still think that that's entirely possible it's an amazing theory because you never see him die right and that would be amazing because it means that this whole thing from the beginning the goal was to train her to be the best assassin possible the question is for what for what purpose um and that would be dope and i think that the the reason why i think that there has to be something more so the second theory is I think less plausible, which is that it just that Arya was trying to set up some sort of trap, and, and it, she got it, snuck up on. And she got snuck up on. Do you think? I mean, but we both agree that some it was she was out. Something was something up. was something up. something was off with that scene. Um, and yeah. I also and I think that there are a few things. One, something was up off with that scene, and two, I I, I just refuse to believe that the possibility exists that. Arya has like a season and a half long story arc. And then dies. And then well, not even that dies she, or that she just gets like stabbed and escapes. So the like uh, that's that's also a weak payoff. Let me just point out two things that are interesting that were wrong with the scene. First of all, um, Arya is left handed and she <laughs> I, re- I read that also. I wouldn't look too much there, into that. Wait, wait, the two though, she drops the coins both with her right hand. The second thing is that she asks, she demands a cabin on the boat when very specifically in the past she has said she does not need a cabin. Right. Pretty interesting. I think that it is... Uh, it's a trick of some sort. We'll see how it plays out. It's a trick of some sort. We'll see how it plays out. I also think that uh, I saw some images from last week, and this is like a little minor spoiler for the week ahead, but not really because it's been in a lot of, a lot of the trailers this shot. Um, there's been the same person. Oh yeah, I saw this wearing this bl- all blue outfit. Who's been, been following her? Who's around. been following her around? Um, which could also be an interesting thing to. Do you think that's another to. faceless man? I personally think it's just an extra. Me too. I think it's. They, I think they, they got just, cheap and they shot all the scenes yeah, at once. That's what I, I think. The same thing. I think it's just an extra <laughs> that's been wearing the same clothes. But it's something to pay attention to. It's a little. Uh, a little out there. So what about, um, can I ask just a general question? That was a great yeah. Verge article. If you don't read The Verge, you guys should. Um, why is everyone being so casual about the fact that Jon Snow was just resurrected from the dead? It seems like everyone's forgotten. I don't know that people know. Well, but even like the wildlings. Like he came back from the dead and they're like, by the way, he died for us. That was literally well, a line in this. But also, at the in the first episode that he came back Tormund was like they all think you're a god now right so they do acknowledge it they just haven't really do you think honestly Tormund, do you think Tormund will get with Brienne hard to say it depends on if he makes it through yeah it's fight. true also is there anyone cooler than one one the giant no no that's, the coolest. I, that's a rhetorical question yeah, I think. stupid I'm sorry I would love to see him in just like a in giant armor That'd be pretty cool. So uh, the Hound coming back, there's a, obviously been a lot of theories about Clegane Bowl against the I Hound th- versus his resurrected brother, who is I Cersei's. Think, 
zero percent chance of that happening. I completely agree with you. Literally a zero percent chance. Um, I think that he and Arya are going to hook back up. Did you? Uh, w- we talked about it last week. Um, who you think will fight in that battle? The battle with uh, that would be the Clegane Bowl. Right? I used to. Th- I was thinking. You would Tommen. think Tommen. I don't think it's Tommen. I'm thinking more and more it's going to end up being Loris. Yeah, I think Loris is the right call. Uh, it's going to force Marjorie's hand. The first or or like option wild card. Yeah. Like I or something totally out there. What about one of the sand stakes? Ooh. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen. But, be, but, but ooh is right. That the sand be... snakes are going to show up at uh, King's Landing soon. Just keep you that think? in mind. Yes, I do. I do. I, otherwise, there was literally not one point in launching them. I think there's a, a chance character. that that's exactly what happened, though, is that they tried to launch a story arc and people reacted so that they just negatively cr- killed it towards it that they just they, killed it. Would, I think that that's really entirely possible. That would be wild. Um, it would be, but honestly, like. Would you be that mad? Uh, no. Yeah, like no, I don't not think I don't think anyone would be. I think that people would be like, yeah, like they killed it. Yeah, Dorn sucks. Go, Dorn sucked. Like, good on them. They killed the storyline. We don't need it to matter. So, what is Marjorie up to? What? Is, she's clearly not. She's clearly faking because she gets. It's the very sigil hard to, to say. Um, because she's really pigeonholed herself. <laughs> yeah, she has. She's like digging herself deeper. Really deep. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I think she's got something up her sleeve, though. Um, I also... Is, um, it weird? Like, is it weird that I Bernie th- Sanders I, in real life is failing, but Bernie Sanders in Game of Thrones is succeeding mightily? <laughs> No. When Bernie Sanders in real life gets weaker, does the does the high sparrow, high sparrow get, get stronger? stronger? <laughs> That's the question. That, there's only so much power there's and only one so loses, the other one gains. Yeah, exactly. There's only so much Bernie Sanders to go around. So there are a few I think that the last three episodes of the season Which are by the way the longest ever. The longest ever. Time um, for ta- our yeah, listeners yeah, yeah. out there. Um, it's the longest stretch of episodes in Game of Thrones history, the, with the season finale being the longest episode of TV HBO has ever aired. Right. At 70 minutes. Um, I think that the, the story is going to be in a pretty dramatically different place than it is right now. I think that there are going to be some pretty major, major things that unfold in every episode. Well, so what do you think is going to happen to the Hound? I mean, we haven't touched on it. Well, but that's a that's now a major storyline that's back. He's a powerful fighter. There, there's, the thing is, there, there's a lot that could happen, and that's kind of wh- why I think that there's so much that could go down. Like Jamie, Jamie's story arc could take him anywhere from Winterfell. To back to King's Landing, Sandra Clegane could go anywhere from uh, back to King's Landing to fight his brother, or and to somewhere like Bravos to find Arya. But how big um, of a? Fa- I mean, a big factor in that is that like travel no longer takes any time in this show. Like Jamie went from King's Landing to. I, th- River I don't Run think that's true. I still think it takes time. I just think that we're kind of we're jumping across that time okay but um, for our purposes it doesn't really take time right for our purposes it doesn't really take time i think that uh danny's storyline could go anywhere from her coming to westeros to her staying in Mar- marine where she is now or not where she is now but where she's going back yeah. to 
I think that Brienne's storyline could take her for anywhere from King's Landing to Winterfell to the Wall. There's just so many different directions anything could go right now. Um, and I think that a lot of it's going to start to get resolved as the, as the season comes to a close. I have a prediction. What is your prediction? By the end of this season, King's Landing is going to be destroyed. And Winterfell will be the new, the new uh, like crown seat of the Empire. I think that's entirely possible. That's I'll leave it at that. I really do. Um, I think that there. Uh, we we now know that there is a enormous stash of black fire, wildfire, wildfire, um, underneath underneath the uh, red keep. And it no, is. it's all over the city. It's everywhere. All over the and city. And it's yeah. in Bran. Uh, in Bran's vision, we see it exploding. Right. So, so it's possible. I think there's. I think it's definitely possible that Cersei goes kind of nuts. She is like she has a certainly nuts side. Remember when she almost killed Tommen? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that'll probably do for us. Uh, check out our full episodes on iTunes and SoundCloud. Like us on Facebook. All that jazz, Twitter, Instagram. All that jazz. All that jazz. And uh, we'll be back next week with another Game of Thrones recap. We will be. Uh, I'm Nick Feynman. He's Jake Seawalk. And like we always say, we'll do better next time. And uh, stay toasty out there. This week's Game of Thrones recap was produced by Nick Feynman and Jake Seawalk in association with Team Panther Productions. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes, and for more information, please visit schmearsthedeal.com.